0: Welcome to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. I'm Anitra Kerr, also known as the queen of video marketing at The Draw Shop, where we create videos and messaging for brands that are impossible to ignore. We believe that any business is just one marketing tweak away from getting their ideal customers hooked. Most businesses have a solution to positively impact their customers, and ultimately the world. The real question is, how to get those people to see that? We've got our own fail-proof formula for this at The Draw Shop, but on this show, We're interviewing marketing geniuses to discover more. Think you have marketing genius to share? Stay tuned to the end of the show and we'll show you how you can be our next guest on the fastest growing marketing inspiration podcast.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Executive Spotlight. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today we have a really interesting guest. You guys are going to love him. His name is Angus Robertson, and he is the Chief Marketing Officer at Chief Outsiders, and you can find him at chiefoutsiders.com. Angus, welcome to Marketing Executive Spotlight.
2: Thank you, Sandy. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: I've been enjoying chatting with you and what we didn't get to talk about is how you came to have this career. You know, what led you here and how has this impacted you?
2: It was completely by accident and it was about a little over 20 years ago. Uh, I was actually very much into tech. I was a programmer. I loved programming. I loved IT. And I actually was working at the University of Georgia and I thought I was applying for an engineering position in Hawaii, but it turned out to be a product management position. And I've loved working in marketing and product marketing ever, ever since. In fact, it's what makes me, what makes me tick. So it was a happy accident, but uh, it's been a great, great career so far.
1: That's a really interesting shift from IT to marketing.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a different world. My uh, old uh, friends, they're still friends in in IT, definitely thought I went to the dark side. They couldn't trust me anymore.
1: (laughs) So how did that learning curve go for you? You thought you were applying for an engineering job and landed in something else that had to be quite a shakeup for you.
2: Yeah, I was working for a startup in Hawaii, and this was in the 2000s. So I was employee number 250, and six months later, we were 500 employees. So it was just crazy hiring, and it was pretty much, did I sound relatively intelligent and sound like I could do what they needed me to do? And I guess I I passed the test and then managed to hang on, but it was a very uh, steep learning curve. I had never heard of Marcom or marketing communications before. Uh, I mean, at least I was in a technical um, industry, but as far as marketing goes, I was completely clueless. But I've always really enjoyed being in an environment with a steep learning curve. Uh, For me, what motivates me is working on something interesting, working with people I enjoy working with, and feeling like I'm having an impact. And so to be in that environment where you have that steep learning curve, It keeps things exciting and interesting.
1: It will definitely keep it interesting. What do you think was the most important lesson you learned during that time?
2: Uh, It's probably the one that I still think about today, and that's how to work with sales and how to align with sales. And perhaps the second one is just about product market fit. I think about product market fit all the time because. There's so many businesses with different solutions targeting different markets, and you can have a lot more fun when there's a market event driving uh, demand for your type of solution, and you have a lot of differentiated capability to meet that demand. So I think a lot about um, that product market fit and how to really optimize your position to capitalize the the most growth based on what's happening in in the segment.
1: All right, so you stayed in marketing. You're now working at Chief Outsiders. Can you tell us a little bit more about Chief Outsiders, what the company does, and your role there?
2: Yes. So, after a little over 20 years of operational marketing roles, I moved to the world of services. So, there's actually almost 80 of us chief marketing officers, and we provide fractional marketing services to Small and medium-sized businesses, generally in the 10 to $300 million range. But we have CMOs who were CMOs. They were the CMO at Starbucks or the CMO at Disney or the CMO at WebMD or HP. So uh, it's a really cool learning um, arena for me because I get to work with all these other uh, CMOs with expertise in different industries and different areas of the marketing stack.
1: So, what problem is it exactly that you're solving for the companies you're working for?
2: Yeah, so it's generally working for the CEO, and we come in as you would have a fractional CFO. We are your fractional CMO. So, these companies may not have or want the ability to have a full time CMO. And in general, the CEO has a very clear vision, but is frustrated with the organization's ability to execute and realize that vision.
1: Okay, so they can turn to you when they're not ready for someone full-time, but yep. they have this frustration and need some solution there.
2: And so it's like, always around growth or or growth is stalled or uh, some triggered event has stopped that growth from happening. It could be something to do with the pipeline not working or the product launch wasn't uh, effective or it could be the particular market they're supporting.
1: So with these businesses, after you have someone come in and work, what kind of impact do you see that having in the businesses?
2: Yes, so it could be um, two or three times growth. And it's really interesting because many times these businesses have a very strong set of capabilities and they're actually in fairly interesting markets, but They don't understand how to align their strategy with a marketing framework that can then drive consistent and predictable execution. So at the end of the day, we're just establishing frameworks to help them grow their pipeline and execute on their product value proposition or solution in the market they're focused on.
1: Okay. And, Angus, you've had a variety of experiences, and now you have the opportunity to work in a variety of companies. So, for you personally, what do you consider to be your area of expertise? The thing that you just know?
2: Yes. So, I'm very much in the world of B2B SaaS, so software as a service. And I focus primarily on companies with between 10 and 100 million in revenue. And I spend a lot of time on product marketing and product strategy. So helping introduce new products, helping uh, build product-led growth strategies or product distribution flywheel strategies. Uh, You may have heard of a small company called Atlassian that was started by two um, college um, kids in Australia and now is worth... $30 billion. And they did it with just $10,000 in credit, credit card debt. But they sort of created this idea around the product and distribution flywheel, which is to create a remarkable product. In other words, a product that customers will remark upon. And when you get customers excited about your product, they can't help but talk about it, you create that flywheel effect. There's nothing better than customers who are paying for your solution actually also selling your solution as well.
1: This is true. So if I'm a company like you described, what would you want me to know? Like, what would be the biggest mistake I might be making? What is the number one thing that tends to move the needle? What's your best information and tip for me?
2: Sure. I like to think about sales velocity and measure everything relative to sales velocity. And sales velocity is an equation that considers four variables. Along the top, you'll have the number of opportunities multiplied by average deal size, multiplied by win rate, and then you divide that by the length of your sales cycle. And that can be an extremely effective model or equation to apply to your campaigns or to apply to your marketing and sales partnership. And then you can just drill in. Why is my sales velocity lower here? Is it because the number of opportunities I'm not, I'm not generating enough? Why is that? And then just keep asking those whys and get down to the, to the root cause.
1: All right, and where do you see your business in the next few years?
2: Well, we've been a member of Inc. 5000 for seven years running, and uh, we're continuing to push those boundaries to grow. And more and more CMOs are joining cheap outsiders. And I think it's interesting because fractional CFOs are generally accepted in the industry. And we believe that more and more the idea of a fractional CMO can be accepted because there's no such thing as a full stack marketer. Being able to bring in an executive leader to help you with your strategy and help you focus on a particular area can be a lot lower risk and much more impactful based on what you need at that point in time.
1: And how do you see this working differently from just hiring a consultant to come in for a period of time?
2: The difference with the CMOs at Cheap Outsiders is that we've all reported to CEOs and we've all led. Uh, marketing functions as a VP or CMO. So um, it's different from that standpoint. You, can, you have that expectation. The second is we have 79 other CMOs to talk to. One of the cool um, things we do is a peer review process. And in the peer review process, I was just on one for a fixed-based operator for private jet terminals. And there'll be 10 of us in the, in the peer review the CMO who has the client will spend 20 minutes talking about the client. Then each of us has 20 minutes just to ask one question. And then we have another 20 minutes to provide one recommendation. So then that CMO can go back to the client, not just with her ideas, but with the ideas of 10 other CMOs. And it's really cool to see those um, perspectives come together and you always walk away learning something or thinking about something differently.
1: You have to like hiring one person and getting a whole room full of of brain power.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. All
1: right. So you personally, Robert, share a little bit with us about who you are and what you love to do, just in your personal life for fun.
2: (laughs) Sure. So I grew up in the UK and so I still play squash and uh, that's a lot of what I uh, do here in Denver. Um, and I have a three-year-old daughter and, uh, she's our, she's our only daughter and it's really, it's been, been really cool being able to spend more time with her, but also just see how much she changes so quickly and, uh, enjoying her just running the house. Uh, it's uh, amazing how much the squeaky wheel can really run the household. So she's doing a very good job of that.
1: So I'm curious, has having a daughter shifted any of your marketing concepts? Has that sparked anything for you in a professional way?
2: I'm really surprised at uh, how just making your voice known and uh, speaking up can really get attention. (laughs) So if she's unhappy, the rest of us definitely feel that she's unhappy. It's amazing the, the power of that.
1: And that's true in the workplace as well, right?
2: Absolutely.
1: You definitely have to, if you're talking about marketing, you have to get your voice out there.
2: Absolutely right.
1: And what would you recommend for your absolute favorite, favorite piece of marketing advice? You know, people come to you, you're in marketing, and they say, Angus, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, what's the number one thing I should do?
2: I see a lot of companies and a lot of CEOs really looking at marketing as a black box and knowing they have to do marketing, but they end up doing these random acts of marketing. And I think what's really important is to link your business goals and your financial model with the programs that will drive that success and measure that consistently. So if you have a plan, you have a strategy, then you can see how effective that is over time.
1: And this is the second time in this interview where you've mentioned data, where you two different ideas, but in both cases, it was get your data, track it, give yourself some place to ask questions and actually be able to find answers to them. So it sounds like maybe a little bit of that tech background also sneaks in and that you want the data.
2: No, you're right. It's it's hard not to when you can turn data into information and information into insights, then you can feel very confident about making those informed business decisions, and you can and you can back them up, and you can take the emotion out of the room. So, yeah, absolutely, that is a core philosophy for me.
1: Is that something you find with customers as you go in and work with companies that there tends to be a lot of emotion in the room?
2: Absolutely, because um, for a lot of clients, a lot of customers. This is their livelihood, and they're really frustrated and they're really worried. They're worried about the health of their company. They're worried about the security of their employees. So uh, it can be really tough when a company's not growing and they've tried a number of things and they haven't seen success. And there's just a lot of frustration. And so uh, you can present this ray of ray of hope, and so you can feel that responsibility. You want to make sure you can. Follow, follow through on that as well.
1: Well, you've given us some really great tips and some great insights today. For anyone who's listening who would like to reach out to you or find out more about your company, where can they find you online?
2: Feel free to check me out on LinkedIn. I'm Angus R with the number one, so Angus R1. Or you can visit cheapoutsiders.com and search for my profile, Angus Robertson. And I look forward to connecting and having conversations about marketing.
1: Perfect. Thanks so much, Angus. Appreciate you being on the show. And everyone, thank you for tuning in. We will see you next time on Marketing Executive Spotlight.
0: Anitra here. And thank you so much for listening to the Marketing Executive Spotlight show. If you are a successful marketing executive who would like to be on this program, please visit us at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag marketing executive spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Go to our website, www.thedrawshop.com, or follow us on all social channels at The Draw Shop. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.